News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, Derry Girls creator Lisa McGee has expressed her frustration at her identity being dismissed as not properly Irish because she hails from Northern Ireland as opposed to the Republic of Ireland. Emma D'Souza, writer and political commentator. Uh, you're a, another uh, Derry girl, if I can use that expression. You're from, I think, County Derry rather than Derry City. But uh, do, you, um, do, you, do you identify with this? Morning, Shane. Absolutely. Um, unfortunately, I would very much identify with Lisa's frustration and statement. And a lot of people have been sharing across social media over the last few days their own experiences of being othered or dismissed or diminished in terms of their Irishness uh, by fellow Irish citizens in the Republic. And it's definitely something that is, I have to say, quite difficult, quite painful for those of us in the North in terms of having to experience that. And G- I think, um, give me an example. Like, well, what? Like, uh, are you saying you're you're having a drink in a bar with with somebody you've ju- you know who's you're introduced to somebody? Are they saying, oh, well, you're not really Irish? Like, how does it come up? In what context? Well, it can come up in many different ways. Uh, people experience it in, in different uh, environments. Some people will experience it in the workplace. Some people experience it in that context in the pub. It might be done in jest, but it does hurt, nevertheless. I'm sure. Um, in my own experience. I've had people in the Republic tell me that I am not really Irish. I've had people tell me that to them, I'm as Irish as somebody born in London or Liverpool, um, that I have the right to a passport, but I don't have the right to really be Irish, that I don't even have the right to comment on the Irish constitution because I was born in the North. So there are quite a few examples. And I've been working in Dublin myself for a few years now. I do think it's important to say it's not everyone. Um, that this is something that is, you know, I'm sure there'll be people who will listen to these experiences and they'll be appalled by it. But there is certainly a fair few people that that share that view that those of us in the North were just not really that Irish. Mm. Um, you said it's not everyone. How widespread is it? Well, I think given the amount of st- stories being shared, it is quite prevalent. Um, and I think, you know, I interviewed some people recently actually for an article And they had the same experience. A lot of uh, Northerners that go to university, for example, have that experience of not being considered as Irish. And I think, Shane, we have to look at the historical context as to why this is happening. You know, partition divided not just the island, but it did divide the people of Ireland. Mm -hmm. And in that context, people have experienced two very divergent senses of what it means to be Irish. There are those who are born, just happen to be born, in the 26 counties who grew up in an environment where the Irish flag flies freely, where they were able to develop a strong, independent sense of their Irishness. And then you have people in Northern Ireland, but they were born in a context where they faced decades of further sectarian violence and oppression. And today in Northern Ireland, people still experience a diminishing of their Irish identity. Irish language is mocked. The Irish flag is burned. So there really is a very different context here. And I think if if I can even share my own experience growing you, up in yeah. Northern Ireland. Do, far so, ahead. Um, when I was eight, as one experience, I saw a brick come through our living room window and we were burnt out of our homes for being Catholics. And they let them snipe bonfires. When I was a teenager, I knew where to go and where not to go. And I knew that was because there were safe places and not safe places. And that was because I was Irish. When I was in my 20s, 
me and some friends were going to East Belfast and we were stopped by a group of men and we knew to give different names because our Irish surnames could see us being hurt. And then, of course, there's the court case that I took forward with the UK Home Office. And during that court case, I had to defend my Irish identity, defend my right to be Irish under the Irish Constitution and the Good Friday Agreement. In that context, I had to outline to a judge every moment in my life that I had shown I was Irish. This included the fact that I took Irish dancing lessons as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I then had to face years of sectarian abuse, threats of violence and harassment because I was defending my right to be Irish. Are you saying, Emma, sorry to cut across, are you saying, Emma, then that to have that compounded by, because I mean, I, I've friends from the North and I, they, would, they would say when they came here, say for the 12th, when they came south, of, they, they sort of felt they could relax um, but but you're saying that the issue is then is compounded by then when you cross the border, you you meet a different type of hostility. Absolutely, it's compounded because you can imagine in that context, when you grow up in that environment where you have to defend your Irishness to then go into the Republic and have people equally denigrate and diminish your Irish identity as lesser than theirs, just because you happen to be born on the other side of the border. That is quite painful for people in Northern Ireland, for Irish citizens. And it's part of a systemic problem that I think is rooted in the fact that we just don't understand each other. It's down to a great degree of ignorance. And part of that ignorance stems from the fact that the island was partitioned. And we need to work on trying to pull away at our own prejudices, our own biases, and build understanding about the lived experiences of people on both sides of this border so that we don't diminish each other. Okay, we will leave it there. Emma D'Souza, writer and political commentator. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let us know your take on all of that. You can WhatsApp us for free, 087-1400-106. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk.